0: This podcast is about your future. What if the next years of your life can be the best years of your life? When full-time work becomes optional, you'll have the time to do all the things you've always wanted to do. If only you had the time, and soon you will. But to make the most of it, you'll need to be well-prepared, and that goes well beyond your financial planning. Each week, your host, Joe Casey, is inviting you into conversations with his guests to bring you insights inspiration and practical ideas to design your new life, a life you'll build around what matters most to you and on your own terms. Let's get started.
1: A lot's happened over the last few years and how has that changed how you're thinking about retirement? Well, many people are thinking about it quite differently these days and today I'll be talking with Eric Phillips. He's a CFA and a Senior Director of Partnerships and Strategic Insights at Human Interest, a company that helps Small and mid-sized businesses offer low-cost and high-quality retirement plans to their employees. This fall, they conducted a survey of about 2,000 people in the U.S., and it highlights some interesting things about how people are thinking about retirement
2: today. Eric, thanks for joining us. Yeah, Joe, thanks for having me on. This is very exciting. So the survey, what was the biggest surprise to you? There were a lot of surprises, I would say. The biggest surprise was, I think, how intertwined retirement is with the effects of COVID. Obviously, we all feel the effects of COVID in our daily lives for the past few years. But something that we hadn't seen before is the direct effect that it had on an individual's outlook on retirement. And what was surprising to me about that is it wasn't necessarily just the part of the picture that I would have imagined, which would be just the monetary side of it somebody might be affected by losing their job or the retirement savings affected by the markets happening. Or, but would, the other side of it was, it actually changed how an individual thinks about retirement and what they're looking for out of retirement. So a couple of bigger effects there than just what we had originally expected, I think.
1: As you mentioned, it goes beyond the financial. How has the pandemic influenced how people think about retirement?
2: Well, it's clear that people are viewing work and retirement differently than they were before the pandemic. I think the pandemic changed a lot about people's lives very quickly. It changed what work looked like for people. Uh, Layoffs were common. People were working from home, including myself, as we just mentioned. Uh, People had more time to reflect on what they wanted in their future. I think it allowed, and in certain situations, it forced people to evaluate what their retirement might look like, what they want out of it, and when they're going to do it. I think that it shifted people's expectations of retirement in, in two main ways. I think it changed when they plan to retire and it changed what they plan on doing in that next phase, or as we started calling it is pre-tirement. So what we saw was about two thirds of all respondents of the survey had a difficult or very difficult time during the pandemic. Of those individuals who had a very difficult time, about 70% of them now plan to retire a little bit later than what they had originally planned before the pandemic. Now, what that means is it's not necessarily that those individuals who are now planning on retiring later are planning on continuing in their current jobs. It's actually more of the opposite. So two thirds of those individuals who had a very difficult time, they believe that the pre retirement or this next phase of their careers or journey in life is actually below age 50, versus just about a quarter of the individuals who had a neutral experience said the same. So what that tells me is that people who had a tough time, one, they might be sick of working where they had a tough time at, which is understandable. So they want to move on to that next phase a little bit sooner. But it also shows that people who were most affected want to make a positive impact on the world, as those individuals who were most affected are more likely to volunteer or work at an organization for good.
1: That's an interesting point. And so the traditional full-stop retirement isn't for everyone. And something that We all grew up around, but we've seen that it doesn't necessarily work for everyone. For some people, it does. What did the survey indicate about how people are viewing that full-stop retirement today and alternatives like working longer or even a phased retirement?
2: Yeah, I mean, like you said, it works for some people. It doesn't work for everybody. I think that this is something that we've been seeing for a long time. I think COVID helped speed this process up a little bit and helps solidify what that means to people. So the biggest change that we've seen from the results is that retirement is no longer the absence of work. I think the average person believes that you can work up to 11 hours a week and still be considered retired. About 9 out of 10 workers are open to switching fields or jobs during that pre-tirement phase. And so it's interesting to see that workers have a really diverse set of reasons for transitioning into a new job or industry before retirement. And not necessarily for the reasons that you might think of as well. You know, Some of it, like I said earlier, is that you might want to do something impactful for their community. So about 40% of people said that that's what they wanted to do in that next phase. About 40% of people were looking to switch because they wanted to earn more money and make their savings last longer, which is a concern of many people nearing retirement. But I think that the biggest takeaway is that most people don't expect to have a full-stop retirement anymore. I think that... Based on some of the other guests you've had on your podcast, I think it's a great thing as it's not necessarily just a full transition into leisure. It's actually continuing into something that might make them more passionate about living and more passionate about their life and something that makes them more happy is what we're seeing more of. And what were some of the things that people say they want to do
1: when they do retire?
2: Yes. Well, I got some news for you. You have some competition coming down the line as. The number one thing that people said they wanted to do in retirement is start a podcast or write a book or some other sort of creative accomplishment. You're How hard in, could it be? <laughs> you tell me. The other, some of the other main ideas that came through was uh, exploring their city or state, learning and uh, being active, playing a new sport, running a race, taking up yoga. And then the other pretty popular one is living in a vacation destination, which no surprise to many of us as we're nearing the winter months, and that sounds pretty appealing to me as well. But one actually that stood out to me is a little bit more interesting than some of those other more ones that you would typically think of is the coming elections and the election we just had might be top of mind for people as about a quarter of the people said that they would actually want to run for some sort of political office. This number was weighted quite a bit heavier for those who had a very difficult pandemic ex- experience with about thirty four percent saying that they would want to run. So, what that tells me is, I, I think that some of the activism that we've had, some of the time that we might have had on our hands to think about how we could have done things differently over the past few years, how we could have done things to help our communities out a little bit more, and I, I take that as a as a positive note. As we've had a lot of a lot of tough times in the past few years, I think that's something positive coming from it.
1: It's a great point. We had guests on our podcast three times, Dr. Thelma Reese, and her last book that she co-authored. Was about retirement activism. And she had great stories about how people were making a difference to others in different ways, depending on their particular political points of view or their interests. They all had a different mission, they all had different ways of were doing it, but they are all very committed to making a difference. We'll include a link to that conversation in the show notes, but it's a, it's a very good point and something we don't often think about. So, you mentioned location. Some people move in retirement, but not as many as people may think. How did mobility come up in the survey?
2: Yeah, I'd agree that it's it's not necessarily as popular as you might think. I think a lot of people are, are happy with where they are. They've established a life there. But what we did see is that the top places that people might want to retire are not necessarily the places that I would have thought about. I've seen a lot in the news about people leaving California, which is where I live. But that's actually the top state that people said that they would want to retire to. Another one that surprised me was New York as a, as a retirement destination, which, again, you see the news and it's that people are leaving these states. Then you also had, of course, the usual suspect of Florida, which is in there, which is a very popular destination. And you had Georgia as as the fourth most popular. The one a little bit more side of it is that uh, some people said that they actually wanted to get away from their family in retirement. And so if you're feeling that way, you're not alone. Although, you know, I hope a little bit better for you to come in the future. But about one in five people wanted to move further away from their children when they retire. And about 17% said that they would be splitting from their spouse or partner in retirement. Do you
1: have a graduation coming up? Not in your family, but you. Are you getting ready to graduate from the world of full-time work? Many people are delaying it, but you don't have to delay your preparation. In fact, it's a great time to make sure you're prepared for what's next. Take a look at the show notes for this episode. You'll find a link to our Designing Your Life Small Group Coaching Program. It's back in January. Two groups, one meeting on alternate Thursdays, one meeting on alternate Fridays. And each one's limited to 10 participants. And we're getting great response already. So take a look. The link will take you to the webpage, which has all the information on how to register, what the program's about, and frequently asked questions. Hope to see you there. So glad you brought that up. I did notice it did jump out. I was going to ask you about that, but I'm glad you raised it. Those are those are surprising numbers.
2: It but, it is. It's so I'm at the opposite end of that right now, where okay. I'm actually moving closer to family to be closer there. But it's surprising, you know. It's one in five, so not everybody. A lot of people have strong relationships, so that's good to mm-hmm. see. But yes, it, it was an interesting takeaway for sure.
1: You mentioned pre retirement before, and one thing I noticed about your survey is some people view the five years or so before retirement. Traditionally, is kind of a period of, for lack of a better term, standing pat. They're going to kind of run off the clock, so to speak. Not going to really make a big moves. But your survey showed that people are thinking about this period differently today. What did you notice about moves they're making during that pre-retirement period?
2: Yeah, I think that the standing pat for the five years leading up to it, that was probably true you know, 20, 30 or so years ago as people were nearing retirement. But things have definitely shifted, and the, the results showed that pretty clearly. I think the something that is allowed for this is that people used to have a date in mind for retirement. They used to have a number of years that they had to work. They had to, to reach their pension payouts. The 401k now in defined contribution is the primary means of individual savings. And so that introduced portability of one's retirement accounts. So you don't have to stay at the same company for 30 years to get your full payout. And so, having that ability to take your savings with you has shifted how people view careers as a whole, as you have people changing jobs more frequently. But particularly as you're nearing retirement, people are viewing that as your opportunity to reflect upon what you care about, what you want to do next. And it's more about focusing in on that in their next phase of their life and their next part of their career. It's focusing more on what makes them tick and less on the upward grind of, of a ladder at a firm, perhaps. So, I think that. With that said, it's no longer some the time for them to move into something they're looking to do in the full leisurely style of retirement. It's more something to find them more meaningful in whatever they're looking for.
1: You mentioned the portability 401ks. And one thing, when you're in the corporate world, you think everyone has a 401k, but that's certainly not not the case when you look at the numbers. Tell us a little bit about what you're seeing in the small to mid-sized businesses and, and what your firm does there.
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, we know with the pandemic it affected small and medium-sized businesses more than those working at larger businesses. About 72% of those working at organizations with 250 to 500 employees, they said that they're going to now retire later than they had originally planned before the pandemic. That's about 35 points higher than those working at large companies. So clearly the small to medium-sized businesses were the most affected, particularly with their retirement outlook. I think one takeaway there is that small to medium sized businesses have not necessarily always had access to an affordable and easy to use retirement plan which would allow for that flexibility and portability heading into retirement but also before retirement it would have allowed for the proper retirement savings to accumulate so what human interest is focused on is is democratizing that making it a little bit easier for small business owners who may have never thought that that was a possibility for their business to offer a retirement plan now the other interesting side of that is This is a very clear point and focus for legislation right now. We've had when we've seen certain states that have passed legislation already requiring small businesses to offer a retirement plan. We're seeing quite a few more that are discussing it. There's also quite strong suggestions from the newly elected Senate and House for an appetite to pass what's called or nicknamed Secure 2.0, which would essentially reduce that burden that has historically been for a small business owner to offer that. So it might be tax incentives or making it a little bit easier, offsetting some of those costs that a business owner would otherwise have to bear. So clearly, there is a strong desire for more people to have access to this. And so we're trying to make that a little bit easier. The government's hopefully trying to push, nudge people in the right direction to start offering those benefits to help people set them up for a secure retirement. Eric, what's one key takeaway from the survey that you'd highlight for people listening? Yeah, you know, one key takeaway, I think it goes back to how much the pandemic actually shifted everything. So, for about a third of, of respondents, it changed everything about their retirement outlook. It changed how they save. It changed what they want to do when they retire. And it chan- changed when they wanted to retire. But beyond that, and, and what you might not think about in a retirement is that it changed how people make health decisions. About 40% said that. And it changed how people save for emergencies. And so good or bad, it brought a lot of things to light that might not have been on people's radars. And so the concepts have just been exacerbated with COVID.
1: Well, thanks for taking the time to walk us through it. Great information in that survey and appreciate the opportunity to meet you and talk with you today.
2: Likewise. It's great. Great to talking to you and hopefully more to come from this topic.
1: Great. Take care. Thanks, Eric. Time for takeaways, ideas you can use to apply the points from this conversation today. Number one. How has the pandemic changed how you think about your retirement? You've heard what people reflected in the survey. How about you? How are things looking differently for you in your plans? Number two, delay, but don't delay the preparation. As Eric Phillips mentioned, 70% of the people in the survey indicated that they're delaying their retirement. But it opens up an opportunity, if you use it wisely, to really prepare for what the new period of life after you graduate from the world of full-time work will be like. Take advantage of the opportunity if you are delaying. Don't delay the preparation. Use this time so you can get a running start when that date comes. Number three is work part of the picture? It caught my attention when he said that really retirement no longer means the absence of work. and that's been a theme of our podcast that for many people, whether it's paid or unpaid, want have something purposeful, something challenging as part of your life after full-time work. What's that for you? What are some ideas? And what are some of those things that might be in that ballpark of retirement activism that he mentioned? And you'll see a link to our podcast conversation with Dr. Thelma Reese, where she talked about retirement activists who are taking on something mission-driven that's important to them and making a difference in the world. Thanks for listening to the Retirement
0: Wisdom Podcast. Just one more thing before you take off. Is it time to design your new life after you graduate from the world of full-time work? Go to RetirementWisdom.com and schedule a call today with Joe Casey. Working with an experienced coach like Joe can help you explore new possibilities and gain clarity on your future. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Wisdom Podcast. See you next week.